everyone, and welcome to the Gazette's Fact Checker podcast. Glad you could be joining us during this holiday week. Uh, We are recording this on Wednesday, Thanksgiving Eve, so we have a delicious meal on our minds ahead of this week. But uh, really, this fact check has me really thinking about holiday shopping and the Black Friday deals we'll have also. Um, But before we really get into it, let's introduce the team. Uh, My name is Michaela. I'm the healthcare reporter for the Gazette. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm an investigative reporter for the Gazette. And I'm Marissa Payne, the Gazette Cedar Rapids government reporter. So this week we will be checking um, a couple online targeted ads, uh, which appeared on the Gazette's own website um, regarding Amazon. So uh, the mammoth online retailer has really become a household staple, but um, this new ad that has come out um, from a technology advocacy coalition that represents big tech companies like Google, Amazon, Facebook, um, called Chamber of Progress, has uh, put forth a couple of claims um, regarding a bill that was sponsored by Senator Chuck Grassley last month. Um, and essentially, the ad claims that uh, the new bill would block Amazon from offering its low-cost basic brand products. Um, in his second ad, it goes on to say his bill would ban Amazon from offering free shipping on select products through Amazon Prime. So we're going to break those down um, and check both of those. But um, context, I also wanted to point out that, you know, as I said, the Chamber of Progress, the group behind these ads, not only represents um, big tech companies like Amazon, but it is also backed funding wise by Amazon. Um So for context behind the ads, um, this ad is referring to a bill called the American Innovation and Choice Online Act, which was introduced by Grassley and Senator Amy Klobuchar of Minnesota this past month. Um, There's also a companion bill that was introduced in the House earlier this year. And it's among a series of bills that congressional members have introduced as part of their effort to really regulate big tech companies such as Amazon. Um, But it also these bills also target Uh, Facebook, Apple, Google practices in a number of ways, but we won't get into that. We'll really just kind of focus on this bill, which among its proposals really aims to prohibit dominant platforms from, quote, abusing their gatekeeper power by favoring other products over their competitors that use their platforms. Um, So really, this bill is targeting uh, Amazon's practices of self-preferencing. So self-preferencing So to back up a bit, Amazon owns roughly 100 private label brands with products that range from food to electronics to other really necessary household items. Um, And Basics is Amazon's first in-house brand, which was created in 2009. Um, And Amazon has really been known to do this thing called self-preferencing, which means they are promoting their own products ahead of uh, other third-party sellers who use Amazon to sell their products. Um, There's been a number of reports on this. Um, ProPublica, Washington Post, and the Wall Street Journal did big reporting projects on this, just to name a few. Um, The Wall Street Journal has also done a big report on how Amazon even scoops data from its third-party sellers on its site to create its own merchandise and really kind of determine what merchandise would sell well on their website. So as an example of uh, self-preferencing, you do a quick search on Amazon for batteries. Um, There's about 10,000 results that pop up for batteries alone, but just on the first page, most of it is made up of Amazon Basics products. So if signed into law, Amazon would not be allowed to 
promote its own products over third-party sellers that use its site, therefore making it easier for customers to find other merchandise that isn't Amazon branded products. So when reaching out to um, the Chamber of Progress, which is typical for what we do for this fact checker, um, the team was told that this provision, quote, would effectively prohibit Amazon Basics from being sold on Amazon's marketplace. Uh, they go on further to say that downranking these products and removing them from primary search results makes them hard to find and unviable, quote, effectively prohibiting Amazon from selling Amazon Basics goods at all. So essentially, they're saying that if their products aren't allowed to be first on the site in the primary spots, then essentially they wouldn't be able to sell at all. Um, I mean, it's fair to say, I think, that um, Amazon would take a hit on sales of its basic products. But I mean, it's essentially the same practice that Amazon has been doing to its own third party sellers. But I think essentially the crux of the argument is that, you know, things like Amazon Basics and its other prime uh, or in its other brand name products are really only sold on Amazon. So not really offering any other way to sell this product. So I think it is fair to say that Amazon would take a hit on its sales of basics products, but there's nothing in the bill that would prevent Amazon from still selling any of its private label brands at all on the site. Uh, the bill essentially just says you can't prioritize your own products ahead of other people's. Um, so for that part of the claim, I gave that add a D. Um, we'll move on to the second part before we kind of discuss that grade. But, um, you know, the second ad, just to back up for reference, I claim Grassley and Obachar's legislation would ban Amazon from offering free shipping on products. So back up, um, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, you are essentially guaranteed free shipping. I think it's two days on certain products uh, made possible through a program called Fulfillment by Amazon which is a program Amazon offers to itself and its third-party sellers to automate order fulfillment and logistics and essentially get these products to people's doors very quickly um, if the third-party seller pay them a fee to do so. So there is nothing in the bill stopping Amazon from continuing its free shipping program, um, according to a handout from Klobuchar's team that was actually tweeted by the Chamber of Progress founder. Um, instead, the handout goes on to say that the bill would prevent Amazon from requiring its third-party sellers on its platform to use this logistics and fulfillment service, but sellers would still have the option to use those services if they want. Um, furthermore, the bill would prohibit these dominant platforms, aka Amazon, from conditioning companies' placement on those platforms on whether they purchase these services. So some of the reports... Um, such as ProPublica found that third-party sellers can essentially pay a fee, um, pay for these fulfillment services and get better placement on Amazon's website for its products. So, I mean, like Google, if you Google something, typically you're not going to go beyond the first page of the product. So these third-party sellers really pay a fee to, to be kind of at the top of the search results so people see them quickly and are more likely to click on them. Um, so uh, essentially, um, the uh, Chamber of Progress founder was arguing in a blog post on Medium that, um, yes, Amazon could still offer free shipping, could still offer this fulfillment program, but because the language of the bill would prevent the company from funding these shipping costs through merchant fees that the third-party sellers pay for these fulfillment services, 
Um, and it would also force officials to drop the in-house fulfillment requirement for these third-party sellers that use the platform. Um, and so in reality, he argues, quote, the bill would eliminate both the funding model and logistics model that make crime possible. So again, I think there's a strong argument that Amazon would see an impact, but I mean, uh, Klobuchar's office even says itself that free shipping would not be banned. Free shipping would still be possible under this bill. It would just look a lot different. Um, and so for that one, I gave that specific claim a C. Um, but before we really kind of get started discussing overall grade, um, I think this would be a good moment to talk to the team and see what they think on all of these and everything I've just discussed. Well, I found this to be super interesting, not only because, you know, I mean, obviously I'm like an Amazon shopper, like everyone else, um, but it helped me learn more about the behind the scenes um, maneuvering that goes on with the companies that are selling their products online. Um, I, I guess I'd probably recognize the Amazon Basics line um, that I'd seen online. Um, but I definitely noticed that there's there's these sellers that kind of pop to the top of the list. And those are the ones that are on Prime. And I also there's often like retailers that Amazon labels as like Amazon's choice, which now your check makes me wonder, like what level of funding or, or fees do they have to pay to become Amazon's choice. Um, I think the first claim I, um, you know, I, I think is pretty clear cut. It's not stopping them from selling basics. It's just saying you can't prioritize it over other um, products, which seems only fair. Um, so, you know, I would support a D there or, or maybe even a, an F. But, um, but the second claim I think is really interesting just in terms of the, the funding model that they use to support Amazon Prime. Because while a lot of customers, including myself, love to the idea that we're not paying for shipping and it's coming so quick and that kind of thing, um, should the companies be forced into that? And if that doesn't work for these companies, then are they kind of relegated to this second or third tier of online sales because Amazon has become so dominant. Um, I saw a company this week, I'm trying to remember what company it was. Um, they were advising on their commercial to buy their product directly from them. And, you know, it seems to be a hit at companies like Amazon that want to sell that maybe, you know, some people might be trying to buy like Adidas or Nikes or whatever on Amazon, but this company was saying buy it directly from us because we're the ones who are selling it. So there's a lot of that um, that is in very interesting to me here. Um, and Michaela, one question I have is, do you have a sense that these fees that Amazon requires the retailers to pay um, in order to be part of the fulfillment process that they're like um, so high that it really helps pr prohibits a lot of companies from entering the game? That is a good question. I really don't know what the fees look like. Um, and it makes me wonder if there's different level of fees, maybe depending on the type of products they're selling or how quickly they need to get it from the warehouse to, to people's doors. Um, that is a good question. I'm not sure. I mean, I think taking a look just on Amazon and, and sort of the brands that exist, there's, there is a lot of brands and a lot of companies that do use Amazon. So um, maybe who it would block would be kind of the small businesses who really can't afford these merchandising fees or anything like that. But it's interesting, you know, because uh, Chamber of Progress, it, you know, this is separate from the fact check, but 
they've made arguments that, you know, a bill like this actually harms small business because smaller businesses have come to rely on Amazon for these logistics and fulfillment services. So they don't have to worry about shipping. But I mean, I think the argument is there, right, that um, Amazon products tended to get the priority. So how much sales are these smaller businesses actually making? But yeah, to answer your question, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what those fees would look like and if they would block businesses from, from using this. Well, and if companies do need the fulfillment, they can still do that. Like that's not, the right. bill doesn't prohibit, doesn't make it so they can't pay a fee for that fulfillment aspect. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they seem to be arguing that like because this bill might have the effect of you know like really changing how amazon is able to like promote its own lines like basics um that it's basically like outright banning them from doing so so i mean to aaron's point of like does it warrant an f because i i kind of thought about that too but i thought maybe that there's enough of like the kernel of truth kind of to save it from an f and keep it at a d since like it it would limit their ability to self-promote can i just talk a minute about the name of the entity so Chamber of Progress, I mean, it seems like they're obvious. They want people to think uh, just at first blush that they're the Chamber of Commerce, um, you know, which is traditionally like, uh, you know, downtown retailers in any town or that kind of thing. And yet they're just the opposite. <laughs> you know, they're like, <laughs> they're like, don't shop in your downtown, shop with us. So I thought that was was interesting. Yeah, and this group has definitely been doing a lot of work recently promoting against this bill, essentially very pro, you know, Google, Facebook, Amazon, um, very much trying to lobby in their favor in recent weeks. Um, so they've re- really been working hard, obviously, not just with this ad, but, but you know, I saw a lot of posts and, and um, articles about this as well. But yeah, to um, the point about whether the first part of this claim would warrant a D or an F, you know, I certainly can be talked into an F2 because just looking at the language alone, they argued, just going back up here, would block Amazon from offering low-cost brand products, which is on its face not true. They could still offer those products. They just couldn't be promoted ahead of their competitors, um, which is a practice that Amazon has been doing this whole time, right? Putting their products ahead of everybody else's. Yeah, I mean, it seems like such... it would block like block that means like prohibit it's not like hinder i i don't know i just feel like that word is it doesn't really allow much wiggle room to even allow for that to be true at all i don't know i mean i I, if there's a kernel of truth here it's a pretty tiny kernel so what do you think marissa d or f yeah no I, i agree with aaron's point of the word block and kind of the implication of that, that that an F makes sense. Okay. Well, I will downgrade that unless you had another comment, Aaron. No, I mean, I just am thinking about just some of the aspects of the, the second claim too. I think it's just so interesting that they say, so the, the founder of Chamber of Progress says, in reality, the bill would eliminate both the funding model and logistics model that make Prime possible. I mean, yeah, again, we all love the free shipping. We've gotten addicted to it. Um, But is this funding model that makes Amazon so much money, is it really worth protecting with 
you know, I mean, just making it so I think that, that, that they're trying to say we cannot have this law because you have to protect this funding model that we've gotten so wealthy on. I'm just reading a little article from Forbes. It says shares of Amazon are up by 87 percent over the past 15 months as quarantining shoppers have flocked to the e-commerce giant during the pandemic helping drive an $86 billion increase in Jeff Bezos's fortune since January, 2020, you know, like, are, 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 is Amazon really, is Chamber of Progress really arguing that we need to preserve that? Because I mean, I just don't know that that's the best thing for our, our culture, which is, I think is probably what Grassley and Klobuchar are considering. It does seem unusual for a liberal advocacy group to be like, you know, the supportive of policies that allow Amazon to be as wealthy as it is, especially, you know, in this day and age when there, there's so much debate over, you know, taxing the rich and making sure corporations pay their fair share. And I'm just like interested because I'm not familiar with, you know, who's behind the organization and any ties to Amazon that might be there. It's just interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting. These bills all, number one, are bipartisan. I mean, all of the co-sponsors are from both sides of the aisle on both bills, both in the House and the Senate, which is a rarity nowadays. I think we can agree on that. But this also comes after a long line of congressional members really scrutinizing these companies and really trying to take a look at their practices and trying to uncover you know, what they're doing, because there is sort of a gray area in the law about what they can do in, in their commerce. And it is interesting, you know, I think this ad uses kind of a lot of fear mongering, right? It's like, oh, no, you American won't be able to use your Amazon Prime that you have come to rely on so much during pandemic. And, you know, I, I'm i with you, Aaron, I, I use it a lot during lockdown. Anytime I really kind of need anything, it's it's really convenient for me just to put it in my cart and have it in a couple days. So I think they're really trying to appeal to that. Um, reliance that people have really kind of created from Amazon to to sort of get them to support or get them to not support these kind of leg- this kind of legislation that would regulate them. But I support a C on the second claim. Yeah, because like you said, there is sort of that kernel of truth that it would really hit the the funding and logistics model that they've come to rely on with Prime. Yeah, and whether that's good or bad is is it for the fact checker to decide. But I think that it. I mean, I think tra- C is traditionally like a half true, half false thing, and I think that that one falls into that category. Would you agree with that, Marissa? Yeah. Great. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I if for the conclusion, you know, I I just kind of reiterated that you know there are fair arguments that Amazon would see a big impact to its business model. But, um, you know, with a with an F and a C now, um, I, I would say that this check overall gets a D. Um, would we agree with that? Or would that F give it a little bit more weight? No, I agree with the D overall. And to me, just in tone, that's where these ads would fall, even without like kind of the breakdown. Perfect. Yeah, I agree. Well, it sounds like we have a fact check in the hopper for next week, Aaron, if you want to tell us about that one. Yeah, for sure. So um, last month we had a Halloween related fact check. And this month we have a Thanksgiving related fact check. This was an, a video that um, U.S. Senator Joni Ernst put out, um, I think, yesterday morning. I'm just thumbing through my notes here. 
it's talking a little bit about, about inflation, which has, of course, been a big um, issue um, and especially a talking point for Republicans because Democrats have are in the White House. But the claims in the ad include that the price for turkey has gone up, gas is at a seven-year high, heating bills this winter jumped up by 54%. So those are the claims that we will check um, for next week. And although um, Thanksgiving will be passed, I'm sure some people still eat turkey at Christmas. So we, you know, or whatever holidays they might be celebrating that, you know, turkey is always welcome a welcome poultry. Well, great. No, that sounds good. Um, my favorite part of that ad, I just have to say, was when they showed the the graphic of grandma turning up her heating to 80 degrees. Who heats their house in 80 degrees? So Maybe that that's miserable. why the, heat, the heating bill has gone up so much. Right. I'm like, is there a window open somewhere? Why is it up so high? <laughs> Well, we won't get into that, but uh, looking forward to that fact check next week and um, really kind of what, um, what, who doesn't love a good holiday themed fact check, right? Hopefully we'll get a lot of those as we head into the Christmas season too. Well, hopefully everyone had, by the time you listen to this podcast, hopefully everyone enjoyed your Thanksgiving weekend um, and enjoyed the the family and loved ones gathering. Um, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen to our fact check. Um, this podcast is recorded by Stephen Colbert. Our fact checks are edited by our editor, Craig Jamolis, and our music you hear in the podcast is Lobby Time by Kevin McLeod. I'm Michaela Ram. I'm Erin Jordan. I'm Marissa Payne. And we will fact check you later.
Get a daily update from the Gazette with our daily news podcast. Add it to your podcast player or your Alexa-friendly device to get a bite-sized local news update each day. Check it out at thegazette.com slash podcasts.